Hi, welcome to Bipolar Bicoastal. I'm Anna. And I'm Maria. We're twins living on opposite coasts. Here to talk about navigating life while bipolar. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Bipolar Bicoastal. Hi. Hi, Mia. Oh, I just wanted to say hi to everyone. Oh. (laughs) And also, we have a guest today, Rosie Havoc. Hello, Rosie. Hi. Rosie sent us a bio. Oh. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, I have it. Can I read it? Yeah, take it away. Yeah, go go ahead. It says, okay, well, we met at St. Mary's, and since then I did AmeriCorps, and then Peace Corps in Paraguay, and now I have a dog to live with my parents. She also works for the Smithsonian. She also uh, has OCD. Yeah. Um, well, wow, also kind of the big. The what's your dog's name, Rosie? Molly. She's Molly. in here, and I really hope she doesn't start barking. I hope she does. I tried to close the door, and she just opened it. Again, no, I hope so. she it's does. Okay, she does. And then I hope that we yeah. say, "Oh no, the dog's barking." Everyone can hear. Then people actually can't hear, and they'll just hear yeah. us talking about that on the audio. That's why we're It'll uh. not be alienating at all. <laughs> and then all the traffic in New York. A real a good podcaster tip is talk about stuff that the audience can't hear or see in a, in a manner that implies that they can hear, hear or see it, and then I'll just apologize profusely every four seconds. Yeah, for an example yeah. of that, you can go to Queerness and Mental Health interview with Emmy and Gwen Kokas and hear Gwen describe a meme for like 10 minutes yeah <laughs> that's that gold. really turned a lot of people off and we knew it would so you get to hear that <laughs> that report there. we're not here to make art that pleases everybody you have Emmy, to take a stand at some point Emmy almost walked yeah, out of the interview <laughs> turning a mirror towards society that's all yeah that's all you're here to do yeah yeah you don't like art looking is at. not it's not a, a mirror it's a hammer with which we shape it this is art <laughs> Yeah, so besides going to doing AmeriCorps, <laughs> Rosie went to college with us. And another guest, because it's OCD Awareness Week. And for those of you who are like, wow, another guest interview, we don't have OCD, so we're not going to interview, like, talk amongst ourselves for OCD Awareness Week. That yeah. goes against the whole ethos of this podcast that we're tired of listening to bipolar media made by non by people who don't have bipolar disorder. So... We also sorry. have a terrible <laughs> understanding of OCD, despite all these interviews we've done about oh, it, I so... Think- it's huh, definitely really? grown. I hope that no, you all well, have learned with Anna us. And I's, okay, Anna and I, our big weakness in this whole arena is biology and chemistry. So mm, if somebody okay. asked us to explain the biology of bipolar disorder and what okay. your brain is doing, yeah, we'd have no answers. I don't think anybody would have it. I mean, maybe there some. Maybe <laughs> a doctor. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, it's a purposeful <laughs> non-knowledge because... We don't want to be experts in that because we couldn't mm-hmm. be experts in that. I'm a student of life, really. So, God, what if we've been psych majors in college? I would have been better. Rosie, what was your major in college? Anthropology. Anthropology. I know, and I'm asking for the audience. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, you have Rosie, the anthropology love. <laughs> During this interview, I might ask some questions that I have ideas of what the answers are, but. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And a I'm me. hearing this is a trivia session, and whoever answers first wins. And y'all know I'm a miss about trivia. So. Okay, well, we did say that for this episode, we wanted to cut into the questions a little bit earlier on. Yes. 
because we think it's going to be a, a long, a juicy, a juicy one, I should say. Not a long one. Very dense, yeah. densely packed and juicy, okay. like a fruit cake. Oh, Everyone's favorite okay. dessert. I feel love that. Okay. Shout out to you, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Duke. So, Rosie, how did you know that you had OCD? And if you wouldn't mind, can you explain kind of the story of how you got to your diagnosis? Yeah. I did not know that I had OCD for most of my life. And I just thought that I don't even know what I thought. I guess I thought either that everybody's brains were like mine or Mm -hmm. I thought that I was just like very, very weird. But I didn't know that I like, (laughs) I didn't know that I had OCD. And it's funny because like I would even like joke about being like, OCD, you know, mm. quote unquote. I just did air quotes, but <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> you can and uh, Rosie, yeah. <laughs> I really what? appreciate you doing that, but if you, you don't, I think if you just remind the audience, like every five minutes, this is a podcast. Uh, this is a, this is a podcast, y'all. <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to tell you what to say or do. Keep going. <laughs> quote, unquote, OCD. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Quote, unquote, OCD with air quotes. <laughs> Which are, like, when you put up both of these. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, so I didn't know, and I feel like, I thought of OCD, like, everybody, I guess, has said that it was just, like, washing your hands a lot, Mm -hmm. or, like, I don't know, like, Howard Hughes, kind of, I mean, which is also OCD, but Uh, not what I experienced. The the billionaire? Yeah, like, from Aviator. What? Yeah, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio played him. Okay, is this trivia again? <laughs> okay, so there's a movie called The Aviator. Oh, I recently listened to a revisionist history episode about okay. Howard Hughes. Am I hearing this? Is that there's a oh, movie really? called The Aviator with a, where Leonardo DiCaprio plays the main character, Howard Hughes, and he yeah. has OCD that let, um, presents itself as like a lot of hand-washing and like very, like very neat and orderly. Is that right? Well, like a lot of hand-washing and like germophobia. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, collects his pee in, like, jars. Anna, Howard Hughes is also a real person. Yeah. He's a billionaire. Uh, he might have just been, like, a multimillionaire because it was a long time ago. Oh, is he dead back, back when <laughs> airplanes were first being goose. invented. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he can made we just this maybe like, a recap of the... the whole plot of the movie? <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm just... Yeah, sure. Let's start from the beginning. I think that... I think that Kate Blanchett was in it, and I think that's why I watched it. Bummer. <laughs> you are you a Blanchett fan? Yeah. Um, oh. Once I met her in a restaurant. Really? Um, oh. What restaurant? It was like there's a restaurant across the street from the uh, what's it called? What's the? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Trivia shit. Um, White House, Washington <laughs> Monument. The Kennedy Center is across the there street from the is. Kennedy Center, and she just finished um, a play, and oh. she was glowing, oh. and she was calling somebody darling. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. Did you also was see? Was she in the play as well? Did you see the play? Yeah, I saw the play. That reminds me of the time that Anne and I met our close personal friend Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, um, Tommy, at an off Broadway show. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Which uh, one? It was called Exit the King. He was in the audience. <laughs> on Susan stage Sarandon where Jeffrey, was performing. Yeah, and Jeffrey Whoa. Rush from Pirates of the Caribbean, three. Whoa! Dead man's That's chest. Crazy. Rosie's story Jones sounds. Walker. Much better. <laughs> she did a much better job telling it, that's for sure. Okay, so Howard Hughes, you th- were like, okay, OCD is weird and hand washing and you have to be a yeah. I don't, I don't have that because I just am weird. But, but yeah, what led you to get the diagnosis? Or perhaps everyone um, has this. Yeah. So, um, in 2015, well, okay. So mm. I've always had like anxiety mm. and kind of like struggled on and off with depression throughout my Uh life Uh um and so in 2014 like the I think fall of 2014 Uh I went to a psychiatrist and was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and Uh depression and she put me on Lexapro but it was like a off brand Lexapro Uh and I had really terrible side effects and she like put me on a really high dose and mm-hmm. I was just like, I hated it. Mm-hmm. And so you should never do this for anybody who is on Lexapro. But I just like stopped taking it without yeah. consulting anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just had a dramatic effect on my mental health. Yeah. And so I, the following months for like about half half a year, it was a, like a whole semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm in like the winter of 2014 2015 and then mm-hmm. like the spring of 2015 so mm-hmm. around the time of your 21st birthday as well as yeah well. around around the time yeah. of my 21st birthday which blew <laughs> i <laughs> i started having these terrible intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and they were just super violent like sexually violent and explicit and non-stop like literally from the moment that I woke up to the moment I went to bed I was just like thinking like this like very cyclic just like a terrible thought and then I would try to reassure myself that it was just like a bad thought and then I would be like Mm -hmm. okay but wait have I ever actually like done something like this or like you know what I mean like and just like go kind of pick apart my brain you know and then it would just start over like, you'd be, like, mentally checking, basically. Exactly. Like, just, like, looking behind, basically, all the time and, like, Ugh, questioning my memory. Aw, pose. And, like, one of the side effects from that I had from Lexapro was that I, like, had really bad memory for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was on the mm-hmm. Lexapro. Um, and so, like, I had this, like, just irrational fear of, like, having done something terrible and totally blacked out you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I was like maybe I've like killed a baby maybe I've you know what I mean just right. like done just something just terrible yeah and of course I never did that but like you can't mm-hmm. you can't reason with that kind of thought mm-hmm. and so it just like got worse and worse and I started developing kind of compulsions alongside you know where I would think like a mantra kind Mm -hmm. of and 
I didn't know that that was a type of compulsion either. I, mm-hmm. I, I never, because you think you hear like about people like switching light lights on and off, right? And, like, yeah, you know, like knocking on doors or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that if you think like the same sentence over and over and over again to like kind of self soothe, mm-hmm. that is also a compulsion. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Can I ask what the mantra was? Yeah, it was just like I'm not a monster. You know, but like the more that you hear that, like the more you're like, okay, maybe I am though. Like, what kind of non monster person has to like remind themselves they're not a monster? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it like started being like, I had to repeat it like more and more and more until it felt right, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, like just like a mental torture. Right. And I was totally isolated in it too by my own doing like I just didn't want anybody to know obviously Mm -hmm. which I mean that's not to shame anybody who's like is self-isolating but it was definitely 100% because I was wanted to keep it Mm -hmm. a secret and I was full of shame and I just didn't tell anyone for months and I thought that I was going to be found out like I thought if somebody, like, had found out what I was thinking all day, they would disown me, like, they would, mm-hmm. I don't know, I like, I even, I knew that I needed to go to therapy, but I was afraid that if I went to therapy, they would be like, oh, you've had thoughts about, like, hurting yourself or others, mm-hmm. and then, like, lock me up or something, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I so... Mean... Not the yeah. craziest thought in the world. I mean, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Amongst <laughs> the other thoughts, that one maybe has a bit more. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that just goes to show how a lot of it was like self isolation and a lot of it was internalization of stigma mm-hmm. and also internalization of genuine fact, like knowing that yeah. people do end up, you know. Yeah interned or whatever but I ended up just like kind of shouldering it for months Mm -hmm. and then I kind of just broke and I remember telling like our friend Clue that I was having bad thoughts but I couldn't say like what kind of thoughts they were you know Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't even get through it you know I was just sobbing I couldn't say it was just like I totally just broke down like Rosie you need to like talk to someone you know mm-hmm. yeah very supportive totally there for me like you need to talk to somebody who can like actually listen and won't be judgmental at all mm-hmm. and so they let me use their car so I didn't have to like talk in my room where like other people would hear mm-hmm. me on the mm-hmm. phone and I just like had phone therapy sessions in Clue's car and that like honestly saved my life like it was amazing yeah and it was with a therapist that I had had in high school who was just like so it was just such relief to hear first of all that she didn't think I was a monster right after Mm -hmm. like hearing literally like the worst thoughts that I had Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then she was like so many people experience this and like you're not alone it was just like all of the things that I needed to hear Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and then she kind of broke it to me that it was 
OCD mm-hmm. that I was experiencing. And that was honestly such a relief to, like, have mm-hmm. a diagnosis for it, too, mm-hmm. and not just be like, you as a person are fucked up. <laughs> or, yeah. like, you as a person are... I'm sorry. <laughs> we took ours. But you, you as a person are, like... You can curse Okay, cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't like you as a person are, like, bad, like, intrinsically. Mm-hmm. It was like you as a person are dealing with this yeah. illness that is yeah. bad intrinsically yeah. you know what i mean like yeah totally. like allowed you to like separate yourself from it yeah exactly god that must have been so hard posed like, yeah because i was yeah i wasn't there that semester we were, we were saying before we started recording but i do remember you going to like phone therapy sessions in, in your, your car in, uh well you're I think it was your car, your friend's car. When I came back, yeah. I'm not sure. It's so funny because like we we were like fairly close. I don't, we weren't like living together or anything like that. But like it's just funny. Like you don't, not funny. You don't know like anyone's situation because when I was like, we went to smaller bars college. Like we were all like pretty social justice oriented. Like we were going to um, like BLM protests at the time and stuff like that. And so like yeah. when I heard that you were going to like talk to somebody in your car I was just like oh like she's just going to therapy like the way anybody else like goes to therapy like the way that I was going at the time like during breaks and stuff like that where I would just like go and be like oh I had like a panic attack one time and like oh you know what I mean like it's so it's just like yeah I don't know we say this all the time and to the point of it sounding like kind of trite at this point but like you really like don't know what's going on with people and like um I'm sure there's like I don't know, like, at least, like, five people, like, at the time who you knew and, like, talked to who, like, also yeah. maybe were going through something similar and, like, you just never know. Oh God, but I'm, I'm really, sure. I'm really happy that you got treatment for it. And yeah. so now is it, like, pretty stable or, like, what is your treatment plan currently, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Now it is pretty stable. Like, I can recognize when I'm having an intrusive thought or I can recognize when I'm, like, I don't know doing something compulsively mm-hmm. like my therapist gave me just a lot of tools to deal with it you know? yeah I'm also on this is another thing that like I feel like I've just got all these tools and I'm like totally yeah. handling it by myself but I also like am on Lexapro again okay it's a different Wellbutrin, mm-hmm. and those I, I actually don't know how I would be if I was off them because yeah. I've been on them for so long and I think they've helped so much. Yeah. 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 I feel like yeah. the lesson's always, like, you need both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. I don't know what it is yeah. for, like, people who don't have, like, a severe mental illness. But, like, yeah. Yeah. It's just helpful to, like, have some, like, tricks to, like, get out of those thought patterns. But also, like, to yeah. have something chemical. We're not experts, but chemically right. helping you, you with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, obviously you're always going to deal with it, you know, mm-hmm. in some yeah. level. And in more stressful times, it can get worse, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like, this year <laughs> is one of those times. I'm what? Definitely... This year is stressful? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I'm but good. you live at home with your parents <laughs> yeah. and your dog. I don't understand. <laughs> and your parents' roommate. <laughs> and my parents' roommate. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah yeah i don't oh. think she's gonna listen to this so well, you know you know but I mean, it's if you just are a fact. stressful year 
Yeah. She's like always stressful for her that you're there too, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's interesting too, like Maria was saying, like I I didn't really know you that spring, but yeah. I knew that summer and you just seemed like a delightful human being. And I was like so charmed. Well by that you. summer was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Just thrived. Lived your best life. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was right. Okay. Yeah. And she's then... like, No, no, you will not say anything negative about that well, summer. Well yeah, but then when yeah. I got back it was like Rosie was a person that we knew who was like the most on top of their mental health because like you were so open about taking medication and you were also so open about like needing therapy and like yeah like for someone like me who was like so on and off with therapy and like so on and off with like medication and stuff like that it was like oh like you're allowed to see therapy during the school year (laughs) like like, like, that's novel that you can just like take care of your mental health while you're also studying (laughs) right but it's not something that's accessible to everybody Mm -mm. and like something people don't know is that oftentimes phone therapy well I'm actually not sure about this now because of COVID Mm -hmm. but at least when we were in college Mm -hmm. phone therapy was not covered by my insurance so like that's so fucked yeah well I'm paying out of pocket for my therapist so I can't speak to what is or isn't covered um I mean yeah that's true I mean well, Most that's bad too. Well, I'll also say, like, it's kind of, and this is like, blah, 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 the healthcare system in America sucks, but like, it does. And <laughs> we were currently going to a school that had like a wellness center, and something that we were paying tuition for was to have access to yeah. doctors and, and physical mm-hmm. therapists and stuff like that. And there was like, I think, four to five tops therapists yeah. for a yeah. student body of like 18 or probably like 1600 kids maybe 1200 by the time we left <laughs> maybe a little bit less i remember when i went there and like the therapist that i saw was just like okay draw your feelings oh my God. Like, okay yeah well, yeah and, they weren't and they there there wasn't you know, yeah. there wasn't like an OCD specialist at St. Mary's, no. and no, also the, the waiting, the waiting, there couldn't have been, and the waiting list was uh, so weeks long. and weeks and weeks long. And it's not like you oh got like consistent God. therapy; it's like you had like a few sessions, no. maybe. I remember I went one time too, and they were like, I can't remember if it was at this school or my former school, but they were like, "Oh, like you're procrastinating." I mean, I was like in tears. I was like, wasn't doing any of my schoolwork, and I was like, I don't understand why I'm not doing it. And they're like, well, the anxiety thing, like you're trying to do stuff when your anxiety's at its peak, and you need to do it like I a day hate before. The first session when they start pulling out like their PDFs, I'm like, I don't want like, to do this. And I was this. like, this is really helpful for someone who can't do anything. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that you're not like an individual to them. Like you're just. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody's probably anxious. So. (laughs) Yeah. "Yeah, That's you have anxiety disorder. College is (laughs) hard. College is hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One thing too, which is like this really niche thing, but like if you also if you worked in like the wellness center in any capacity, mm-hmm. like if you're a smarty or like a peer health educator, you couldn't mm-hmm. go to like your leader of it either. <laughs> so oh my god! There's like a conflict yeah. of interest, so you're just like smarty okay, was I... the sexual assault hotline. On yeah, that we were on the volunteer hotline. Wow. Yeah. So and I was like, and our, our supervisor was amazing. So I was like, that's <laughs> why I would want to have talked to. <laughs> okay. Obviously. You're very high achieving. For those who don't know, Marie and Rosie both graduated summa cum laude. Am I not mistaken? 
and yeah. we were both Phi Beta Kappa. And they were both Phi Beta Kappa. That handshake, yeah, what was it? It's like so intimate. It's like it literally like you scissor your hands together. You make like the Star Trek thingy and then you scissor. Yeah. Yeah, did you get the magazine recently, Rosie, they sent me? They found me in California and sent me the Phi Beta Kappa. Oh my Kappa god. Thing. Did they really? Uh, apparently Harvard, or uh, Princeton just had its first black valedictorian, so we can all be very proud of them oh, <laughs> in the year oh of our Lord 2020. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and I think he was wow. like, as well. He must have been. I don't think Good he did one of the Beta other. Mm. <laughs> or, well, you could be Phi Beta Kappa, but not valedictorian, not valedictorian, not Phi Beta Kappa. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess your professors all hated you throughout your whole time there, but... So yes, yeah. also you guys have been kicked out for talking about the secret handshake on this podcast. I cannot get kicked out. I was not Phi Beta Kappa. Uh, <laughs> At this point, it has helped me 0% in my career. So you don't know I will that. take... I, do I don't know, even... I do know that. <laughs> I like forgot until like now that I was in Phi Beta Kappa. <laughs> I forgot too. I never mentioned that when I talked about Maria's accolades. It's always just summa cum laude. Yeah. I have a mug, so I just... It's a daily reminder. It's my huh? special. I have a mug, so it's just like a daily reminder. Where did you get a mug? They Our gave dad. it to us, Rosie, at the induction ceremony. Are you sure? I think Dad did bought really? it for you. Dad bought me the key necklace. Dad, if you're listening, write in. <laughs> did you buy me the mug too, or was that a freebie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't have a mug. Yeah, but. So maybe you're not fine about a cap. <laughs> Anyways, maybe sorry, I'm God. not. This is such Anyways, a detail I want to go down. As Anna was saying. Well, I just have to mention it every time because sometimes people are like, oh, like, you didn't do so. And I'm like, okay, I really don't want to talk about the fact that my college experience is really different than other people's college experiences who are on this podcast. Okay, so <laughs> you're obviously very high achieving, as I was saying before. And we had talked before how, like, that was kind of like an outlet for you or like something that that was related to like your mental health deteriorating was like that you threw yourself into academics and you talk so it's coming from someone whose coping strategy was quite the opposite (laughs) yeah don't do that like the I feel like the thing is is that like you're feeling so volatile that it can really it can go either way Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I could imagine that if I and this is how I felt too is that if I wasn't achieving the absolute most then Mm -hmm. I would just I might as well just do nothing you know yeah I feel like part of myself knew that like I needed something to cling on to you know yeah and it wasn't the healthiest thing but I mean as far as coping mechanisms go like being a workaholic is not I'm not gonna say that it's healthy but it's not like the <laughs> least healthy you know yeah like mm-hmm. harm reduction. at least you're doing something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but like yeah harm reduction but yeah I mean I can totally understand how somebody would go the opposite way because I felt always like I was on the cusp of mm-hmm. complete failure you know yeah yeah was it like a distraction from your thoughts too like when you were like am, like doing it writing an essay or like immersed in a class like would you have like a brief respite from the intrusive thoughts yeah 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 so that was I mean I feel like for me challenging myself in that way was one of the only ways that I could mm-hmm. kind of free myself from my thoughts mm-hmm. so I feel like if I ever 
people would, I remember my boyfriend at the time would like tell me that I should meditate. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, what does your brain do when you meditate? Because mine just plays rape fantasies like over and exactly. over again. Exactly. <laughs> like, is that what yours does too? <laughs> Dark no, well, like literally. True. Yeah, I yeah, know. I know. Literally. So, <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't an option for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, stare at like porcelain pieces, like, seemed like a more like, like, shattered pottery pieces in the lab was like kind of more therapeutic. Yeah, you're right. That. You're right. That was actually incredibly monotonous and not. <laughs> Not really mentally engaging in any way, but I do think it was at least it accomplished something that like compulsions accomplish, Mm -hmm. which is like kind of like scratching an itch in your brain, you know? So like, and you know, mantras are the same thing. Like they don't always scratch the itch, but like when they do, you're like, okay, finally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that having something tedious like that, that was just, like, incredibly repetitive, you know, literally, it it wasn't even as interesting as that. What my job was in the lab was <laughs> to weigh and measure <laughs> tiny little bits of brick and then find the color that matched them in a little soil book. I like mean, a little book on soil. There are worse was... ways to earn a grade, gotta say. <laughs> this is for archaeology. Did, were you getting graded or paid for this? I was getting paid for that. Okay, thank yeah. God. And how yeah. much were you getting paid for that, Rosie? Minimum wage, of yeah. course. In 20, yeah. 2015. Yeah. The same I mean, like, could you be paid more than that? No, I was really hoping you weren't, because I was going to have to be like, that's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I was during that time, well, I was in the Gambia, but uh, studying about, but, like, during that general time frame, yeah. I was, like, g- giving tours and getting paid, even if I didn't, there wasn't a tour family who showed up, which was fucking amazing, um, and literally doing nothing, and yeah. then, and then I had to, like, answer phones during, during mm-hmm. someone's lunch break. Well, <laughs> my first, so. <laughs> Ter- my terrible. first job yeah. at St. Mary's was, I was... Oh shoot! What was it called? It was like the like boathouse attendant or something. Oh, that's or, nice though. Literally, like, no. You like check literally out the what boards? my job was was to like open all the doors <laughs> and then sit there and then close Dreamy. all the doors at the end. Okay, that's so nice. Okay, so, to Rosie, can you explain why this was such a great job where we went to school? Oh like, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, we went to school at the confluence of the Chesapeake and the Potomac, but we were at the St. Mary's River, and it's gorgeous. That's a yeah. great job. I would never it's a great have gotten job. it. And it was so amazing. then she I would just like, did homework. I imagine she would like hand out paddle boards occasionally. No, like, I didn't even, I didn't even have them. that. Oh. No, that wasn't even part of my job. My job was to. <laughs> Again, sit open in... the doors. <laughs> that, that would have been an actual job almost. But my job was to open the doors. Mm-hmm. And then sit in, like, the lounge area. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, making sure nobody was stealing anything. And then close all the doors. Honestly, the, the suckers who worked at the recreation center or right. the coffee Seriously. shop or the bookstore, like, right. 
fucking morons. Yeah, there were. You're so listening many right now, and you're a fucking moron. Rosie <laughs> opened the door. Why weren't you just like a straight A archaeology student, you idiots? <laughs> or like the leader of like the film and media. Sorry, tied for leader of the film and media production studies. Oh my god! Don't you dare! Stop. <laughs> No, second place, second place. No, when I was, I was not the leader of the film media studies, though I I was honored by them, um, as was another young gentleman who's doing great. And, um, but my job, my final year of college was to sit near all the Mac computers on the, the top level of our library. Oh, I remember that. And kids would come in and be like, oh, I need to use Photoshop for my art class. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know how to use Photoshop. <laughs> and they'd, like, struggle. You should Google that. And I'd be like, you can use our scanner, yeah, you though. Should, you should probably I don't know how to that. use our scanner, this though. Like... But I was like, I can show you how to use editing software. This and they're like, well, that's... Down, like... There's six kids in this whole school who use editing software, so I'm not sure that's so useful to me. You're like, yeah, um, that is amazing. This but is they great. would... To, to, in my defense, they would all come in the literal night before the project was due and okay. i was there from 8 to 10 p.m and i was like well i don't know what's gonna happen after 10 p.m for you but it's not my um, problem <laughs> i'm a hard worker that's the end of the day. there was this is like going on the whole but there was one night during our spring semester <gasps> may day after we all <laughs> we all skinny dabbed me and Maria got like fucking pneumonia and a stomach fluid combined. But, not, but we didn't know Did that that really? night. For yeah, one horrible. glorious night, we were covered in glitter yeah. and like. Oh, it was amazing. So fun. Yeah, Rosie was having the time of her goddamn life that evening at the at, like a party at our house, and yeah. Maria like at like eight thirty was like, "Oh fuck, I'm supposed to be at the film and media center right now." She's <laughs> like ran away, and we were like, "Why? Why did you?" pick up a shift like what are you talking about i just had to i just didn't think to cancel it i was just like oh it's finals week nobody works during finals week and (laughs) lo and behold we were still school was still in session so well you didn't work the rest of the week because you couldn't regulate your body temperature and we almost like died that week yeah and i spent that week extremely extremely sick so horrible oh my god wait i remember that (laughs) and then like that was like right before graduation too yeah yeah it was the last the week between yeah. finals and graduation. Don't worry, I still had a lot of finals to do because true to form, yeah. I was getting them done before the grading period was over, not when the finals were done. And, uh, and so Anne and I would like wander into each other's rooms like every twenty four hours and be like, "Do you need toast?" And, and then like wander out. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And everyone was like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah, like we were like all like party," and, and like, y'all were d- dying. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Beer Olympics, but that wasn't that much fun if you weren't drinking. I gotta say, <laughs> can can attest, can yeah. confirm. People got really mad. It's almost gonna happen that there were sober people. Yeah, and I have no excuse for forgetting. I have no excuse for forgetting my shift because I was stone cold sober. My so sober, but high on life. A fucking high on life. I was my right. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, so we you briefly touched on this with the whole okay. meditation thing. Yeah, but. Do you have any advice for how to navigate relationships when you are at a low point, mental health-wise, and then also how to have healthy ones Mm. now? Because you have one, so good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. 
<laughs> um, we just yeah, have yeah, guests yeah. on and we're like congratulations on your love life Can't i always wait. think it's like so funny when people congratulate people for things like that but yeah you have to work well, for congratulations it, like... for what what could well congratulate rosie for anna you know, I know. I you, grew your, you grew your hair out yeah i have i have a dog you have a dog she's snoring training. i wonder if my speakers or my I microphone is i can't hear it so there's no way anyone else can sorry okay. everyone snoring in the back sorry of the dog. it's an adorable dog snoring sorry <laughs> uh. she's very cute do you want me to describe her in detail well, you can just we'll post a picture of her okay cool somewhere um okay yeah so your question was about relationships Mm -hmm. okay so um yeah I so I was in a relationship when I was like going through the worst of it Mm -hmm. and it was like a serious relationship we've been together for I mean like over a year so it was like a it was like a long-term one Mm -hmm. um and he was very supportive but I just had such a mental block against you know kind of coming out with all of my stuff you know Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't communicate what I was going through and I was so full of shame like I cannot the number one feeling that I had all the time was shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't... I feel like when you're in that mind space, it's just so incredibly isolating. Yeah. yeah. And so alienating. And, like, I just couldn't... Like, you can't, you can't, like, have an intimate friendship or an intimate relationship, really, mm-hmm. that's, like, honest and true, like, when you're going through that. Yeah. If you're not also able to, like, communicate and, like, reach out and, yeah. you know, ask for support. And, mm-hmm. I'm like, again, like, this is not in any way to, like, shame somebody for having a hard time. Mm-hmm. It's just, my experience was that, like, I just couldn't be in an, an honest relationship. And then the other part of it, too, mm-hmm. was that. I had this fear that when we were, like, having sex, I would mm-hmm. think of the worst, like, images, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It just, like, I completely shut down sexually. Like, I was just, like, I couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't yeah. enjoy it, and I couldn't... I was so afraid that I was, like, uncovering some, like, evilness inside yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. that like, was like, desire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't, I never brought that up either, you know? I never communicated that either. So I just, I feel like it just stunted our relationship and I just never could move past it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like one thing to be like, oh, I can't tell someone that like, I don't know, like, like that's like a, a lot to try to tell someone especially like right mm-hmm. when that's the person like when you're know, like well this is like a lot of it is sexual in nature and like this is the person who i'm having sex with in theory so like, it, yeah. like that's just a lot to try to 
unpack and parse out, especially don't know what's going on. Yeah, and the longer that it goes on, the more it feels like you're, like, deceiving, like you're, like, involved in some kind of deception, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, the longer the other person, I mean, when you're in a relationship with somebody and they're like, I've been having, I've been dealing with this for four months. Mm-hmm. it makes sense that you'd be like wait what like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like we were supposed to be telling each other yeah we were supposed to know at least what was going on in each other's mind you know like yeah so it felt like a deception and in a way it wasn't a deception but it was like I wasn't being entirely open you know yeah. and I feel like that that's a hard thing to get past too. It must have been really lonely. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> and <laughs> so now you're in a healthy relationship. What do you think has changed for you about how you approach this relationship and how you like conduct yourself in it? Like do you have any I guess do you have any advice for somebody who has OCD and like is right. isn't or wants a romantic relationship or isn't in a romantic relationship? I mean, like, you know yourself, you know your partner, like, there, there's no way of knowing how anybody's gonna react to anything that you tell them, mm-hmm. you know? So, I'm not gonna say, like, be totally, I mean, it, I think that you should be open, but, like, I'm not gonna say, like, they're gonna be totally supportive and respond well, yeah. or, like, how you want them to. People might sometimes judge you, but they're probably not going to as much as you think that they will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's this is something that I've realized in the past few years because I am more open about my OCD, and it took so much. Like over time, at first I just like kind of came out to like two people mm-hmm. in my life. At first, it was just like Clue and my boyfriend at the time, and then it was my sister. And then, like, I told my mom, you know what Mm. I mean? And, like, it was just, like, very carefully. I was like, okay, nobody's freaking out. Nobody's, like, I've discovered you. Like, you're not who you said you were or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that was not how anybody responded. (laughs) The most, most, like, uncomfortable that it got was that people were, like, concerned, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they were concerned that I was going to hurt somebody. They were concerned that I was going through something bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that over time, I just kind of shed the shame, you know? Mm-hmm. That's nice, Rosie. Yeah. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I never, like, had a big moment where I was just like, okay, now I'm going to tell everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like eventually you get to the point where you're like okay I think most people know you know (laughs) and like I don't think anybody react nobody reacted like terribly you know yeah I think that that's something I want to stress to somebody who's going through something like that Mm -hmm. is like in your mind everybody will flip out and not understand and misunderstand Mm -hmm. and be like totally disappointed in you Mm -hmm. and like maybe disown you and like all of these (laughs) terrible like catastrophizing ideas and the truth of it is that you don't know how people are going to react and nobody can ever tell you how people are going to react but there's almost no way that it's going to happen the way that you're afraid that it's going to happen yeah yeah you know 
Yeah. yeah. And I also think that the more that you live, like, live your truth, the more that you, <laughs> like, I don't know, the more that you, like, yeah, live on kind of occupy yeah. your own space and, like, become comfortable with the things about yourself that probably, like, will change but probably won't ever go away, you know? Right. Yeah. The more you can start to connect with other people, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when I started seeing Kai, like, my fiancé. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling my coastal exclusive, Rosie's But, no, I'm not going to congratulate you because it's not that big a deal. Yeah, but she doesn't well. deserve any congratulations. Nobody, <laughs> don't be happy Congrat- for her. Nobody posts. You can say, like, her. that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, Rosie, that you're engaged. <laughs> oh, that must, that must be nice for you. <laughs> oh, bless your yeah. heart. Yeah. Bless yeah. Heart. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I, when I first started seeing him, like, I was just, I don't know, I was just at a place where I felt like I just didn't want to be in a relationship where I wasn't myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And... I didn't want to be with somebody who I wasn't sure how they would react, you know, yeah. to yeah. my whole self. Yeah. And he's amazing and so supportive. And I don't even know when I told him that I struggled with OCD, but like it was pretty early on and he like didn't really get it at first. And then like I explained it and he was like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, that's, oh. yeah. Yeah. And, and you gave, sorry, and you gave him the chance to be, right? Like, you gave him yeah. the chance to be supportive and accept you, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because that's another thing, is that often people won't understand at first, yeah. you know? And it's easy to shut down when that happens, because you're like, uh-oh, like, it's it's starting to happen, you know? Like, all of the yeah, worst yeah. things that I thought would happen is are starting to happen. But usually when people don't understand something, it's because they don't understand it not because they like think the worst of you you yeah. know what were you saying before I interrupted you Rosie I'm so sorry yeah oh yeah like sometimes he recognizes that it's just like a part of who I it is because it is a part of who I am you know it's right. not yeah. like it's not a part of my personality or like central to my being but it's like a part of like everything that has led to who I am now you know so like yeah yeah he gets annoyed sometimes you know like if I'm doing something just like needing what's it called like if I like am have some sort of obsession Mm -hmm. and like I need constant validation for something you know because that's another thing that often happens with OCD I for example, might think that I have ovarian cancer for no reason yeah. and have to keep on bringing up how, like, maybe I have an ovarian cancer or, like, maybe this... But this doesn't mean that I have ovarian cancer, right? Like, but people with yeah. ovarian cancer don't... But they don't have, like, their period, right? Or, like, do they have... And, like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so funny, like, learning. I was like, oh, yeah, that's part of Posey's personality. <laughs> like, yeah. She is very concerned with cancer. I love doing these interviews. So I was yeah. like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like, it was, like, a little quirk before. And it was, like, a little dark now, but I got it. 
<laughs> right. And it is a quirk that's, like, also annoying. Like, it's irritating to other people, especially, like, people who are close to you. Like, yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, it's he's annoyed by it, but he's also, like, okay, that's, that's just gonna happen, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there are worse things in the world than... Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. good, too, to contextualize that kind of stuff, because I feel like it helped people kind of accept it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that reminds me of, like, all the times that I've, like, been 100% sure that I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a Did, common one. Yeah, that was one of yeah. Maddie's, too. She was, like, taking really? pregnancy, like, 15, and we're, like, had never done anything that could even close to make you pregnant. Yeah. Was, like, oh my god, back. same! Really? Like, going into college. Yeah, and I would, like, secretly, like, I would turn away and then, like, hit my stomach. Like, because I was, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I was just, like, it was, like, a compulsion that I had, I guess. Huh. But I was, like, so sure I was pregnant. I was, like, I have this vivid memory of shopping for college supplies and being, like, I'm not going to college. I'm just going to have a baby. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> this is for someone like, else. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Save these for my child one day. <laughs> yeah. It was, like... Well, I'm probably not pregnant, but just in case, like, I should probably, like, punch myself in the stomach. Like, I didn't think I was a boy two years ago, so. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, that is not an appropriate form of abortion either, just so everybody knows, like, don't punch yourself in the stomach. Yeah, please don't do that. (laughs) Don't punch yourself in the stomach. No matter, like, how much of a virginal 17-year-old you are. And if you're finding yourself with the compulsion to punch yourself in the stomach, that could be a great time to seek... uh, Some support. Some support. Listen to episodes, see if any of it resonated with you. Yeah. That would not have been Maddie's reaction to finding that out. No. Okay. Thank you so much for answering all of our questions, Posey. Thank you so much, Pose. I loved this. Not over yet. Now it's the time of the episode where we ask our guests to record something that they were thinking about during the week. It's called Voice Memo Time. And Rosie has sent me four, actually. <laughs> like we said, overachiever. Yeah. Most people just send me, like, um, nothing. Their audio or, like, test. Their audio test. So yeah. I'm, like, very thrilled. I told her to do it oh my at 6.06 6 p.m. one night. No, no. And oh, then by 4 o'clock the next morning, I had gotten... Four. Oh my god. So, I thought that you were going to delete some of them, but okay. Okay, first one. Hey, um, I'm not sure if this is where I should be recording this voice memo, but um, just let me know and I'll, I'll send another one if this is bad. Um, also, if the sound quality is bad, let me know. Also, this is a lot, way too long. One second. So, um, I just sent a 20-second voice memo with no content at all, um, and I'm gonna do the same thing now, but with slightly more content, um, and that is that I am sitting in my car, I just went into my office, and just came home got home from my office um and oh holy shit this is too long (laughs) number three all right third time's a charm um okay so uh basically 
my voice memo is that I have been binge watching The Real Housewives of Potomac, so I'm sorry. <laughs> you you have it. The first two voice memos. Um, man, y'all, I'm gonna be really bad at being on a podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number four. Uh, anyway, I've been binge watching uh, The Real Housewives of Potomac and. I feel like probably you have to. Okay. Thank you so much this for recording this. One. This is the this recorded episode where I've like cried laughing in like months. I also like amazing. I don't know if we're amazing interviewers or if you just really pulled it together for this podcast, but like you've been on it. Congratulations. I think Thank you. just the number of times it took for us to um get here. Okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah. You guys don't a little BTS. Do you wanna explain, Rosie? What? How many? Do you want to explain oh, like how the, long it took for, to get you actually on air? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Well, last well, Thursday, me and Rosie both had our periods start the same day. I had my period yeah. start this Sunday. You did too. Okay, well, it's, no, it was after. <laughs> so we I, canceled Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Women. Yeah. Because also, no one's pregnant. So good. Uteruses. Yeah. And, Sorry. You know. You're a woman. You can't do anything when you're on your period. So. That's my yeah, point. That's what we can't do. Yeah. You can't be head of state. Yeah. You can't do <laughs> recording can't sessions be. because your blood's yeah. coming out of you. All right. And then Anna, want to explain what happened again? Oh well, then we were supposed to record yesterday or the day before. The day before. I think, yeah. The day before. <laughs> yeah, it was the day before. Yeah. Sunday. And that didn't happen because. Because you didn't have a computer. My computer broke. Yes. That's still a thing. I'm being very dynasty loaned a laptop by Glenn Cocos. Thank you, Gwen, and you're listening. Naked in Feel the free kitchen. to listen to her <laughs> explain about a meme on the queerness episode. There you go. And then yesterday we tried to do it, but Rosie's computer wouldn't let her attach her earphones to her computer. And none of us were smart enough at the time to think of just having Rosie call on her phone, listen on her phone, and then just talk into her computer. Rosie figured it out today, so... Yes. Yeah. Well, and P.S., like, <laughs> it still isn't working, so we could have done all of this yesterday. Yes, yeah. That's the point. But, <laughs> but I think and now, today. it is the Tuesday, October 20th, <laughs> and we will be releasing this on Wednesday, October 21st, so... So, fun for Maria. Maria Constance, the editor, will be... I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's great. It's, it'll be fun to listen to. Um, I don't normally so, do it so like sorry. back to back like this. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you've been you've been watching the Real Housewives of the Potomac. Where are you? Where are you in the in the show? I haven't seen more past the first season, so no spoilers. Oh wait, you haven't? No, I have. No, seen all and I'm curious. No. But I'm Rosie. curious because Rosie watched the Real Housewives in high school with her sister, and I'm curious as to why you've gotten back into it. Because if I recall correctly, it, there was too much fighting, and it would stress you out. There was. There was way too much fighting and it stressed me out. But, like, okay, so I feel like that was because I was watching, like, The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And that oh, was just, like... That one's hard. Like, no. you know, like an octave that I couldn't... Yeah. It, I couldn't stand. And... Um, what? Wasn't say for Potomac. I feel like it's because, like, they're all kind of friends. So it makes it a little bit easier. Like, yeah. And, like, they fight... Well, I mean, like, shit's going down right now, but... I don't did know. See... I think... What? Did you see... Oh, sorry. No, you finished your thought first. I'll say. No, what are you going to say? I don't know if anyone else is caught up. I've been asking everyone. What's are you first? 
Okay, well, I've, I'm completely caught up. I saw this. Yeah. The last one, too. But we can't talk about it because Maria hasn't watched it. Well, I would say there's a tape that recently came out about one of the husbands that confirmed some rumors that I will send to you if you haven't seen it already. Michael. Yeah, that would be the husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. I'm interested in that. So for those of you who haven't listened to every single other episode of our podcast... The Real Housewives are a Bravo TV show. There's many different <laughs> franchises. Potomac the- is next to where we grew up. Yeah, in between actually yeah. where us and Rosie grew up. Yeah, because we all grew yeah, up in Montgomery County, Maryland. Although they're in... And one of them lives Bethesda in Bethesda. quite a bit. <laughs> the show. Yeah, yeah, one of them lives in Bethesda, I think. Which, where is which, where we, um, all three of us were, were yeah. living during high, high school. school. And, and I part-time. Like, yeah. And, like, every episode they have, like, a little clip of that, like, waterfall that's in, like, the... Yeah, the metro. You know, the bus. Yeah, yeah bus by the metro. metro. Or they have, like, welcome to Potomac. Or, or say that, yeah. It says Potomac Village. I'm like, where is that sign? Because Potomac Village is, like, a shopping center. So, like, why are they... Yeah, it's not I like no a, like, idea. It's so funny how they're trying to make Potomac, like, a gated community when it's just a, like, I mean, a road it is... that has houses off of it. I right. will say that shooting reality shows, one of the hardest things to do is find signage. It's so yeah. difficult. There needs to be more beautiful signs announcing neighborhoods. Yeah. That's all. If they'd done the Catlins, they would be good at school. Yep. Okay. Well, that's, I think that's yeah. the episode then. Thank you so much for this point. Thank, Thank you so awesome. much, Rosie. It was a delight. Thank you, guys. We wow. learned so much. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. I'm glad. I think that I'm. It's still hard to talk about, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I'm also really bad at talking in general. That's like true. speaking. Well, no, it is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm good at thinking. I'm just not very good at saying words, especially at a speed that any human can actually digest. It's like I speak way too slowly. Yeah, fooled us all tonight. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. Good great job. tempo so until the end things. we haven't seen a fool like this since a rosy fool like this since spring 2015 when you made us all think that you didn't have ocd but you did yeah <laughs> really pulled the wool over our eyes yeah. i also i wanted to say that if you go to our patreon patreon.com slash bipolar by coastal mm-hmm. i will be posting a video in which i there's a interview with Rosie about drug policy at St. Mary's that I recorded my senior year of college. I wasn't at the interview, but I did edit it, so I have the access to the footage. And Rosie, literally, at least once every two weeks, this plays in my head because I had to edit you, and I had the pleasure of editing you. And there's this point where you say, yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) And I'm just like... (laughs) So I will be posting the full video, and if I do still have the full interview, I'll see how long it is, and I might post that as well, but probably just the video, because we kept in, like, your interview is, like, two-thirds of the documentary, and that was, like, a critique that we got where it was, like, you guys, like, pick up the pace. Like, why is this Yeah. one interview? Why does she talk so slowly? No, no, it wasn't that. (laughs) We neglected to film enough footage, so that we relied pretty heavily on you. 
<laughs> Wait, was that the one where it was like you and Rich and Maggie Rachel. Faust? Uh, oh, Rachel Brill. Maggie Faust uh, never never took a video class with her. Rachel Brill. I worked. I had classes with her. Rachel Brill. I sh- maybe I shouldn't have said her last oh, name. Oh, yeah. But she did, she she did that really sweet it. dog. Yeah. Was that the really, okay, really nice, too. Yeah. That was the one that, like, we took a long time to film, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I... I wasn't on set that day because I don't know if I was, like, at a Frisbee tournament or something, and, like, I can't oh, yeah. explain to you, like, how, like, you'll, subscribe to our Patreon just for this, because I can't explain to you, like, how long, just how much of the video that was. And, and it was outside, so the sky is getting, like, darker and darker, and I feel like <laughs> you guys had to, like, reshoot it again or something, yeah. like. Well, yeah. I think, oh my gosh, well. <laughs> I what I'm remembering about that now too was that I was really nervous and so yeah. I was like kind of like like shaking back and forth kind of and Rich yeah. kept on being like hey Rosie can you stop <laughs> like, yeah. he was like hey Rosie can you try to stand still like can you and I was just like like dancing like I don't know what I wasn't even shaking I was like but you just look amazing and and I. In no way remember it being a bad interview. Like I said, it plays through my head. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. Well, for those of you who have been waiting to take the plunge and subscribe to our Patreon, Maria is going to put her entire student film reel on Yes! Yeah. I'm putting every single thing that I made during college, so you're welcome. I'm not in any oh of them, gosh. but I was behind the scenes on one Pride Bound. I was yeah. actually probably the most involved behind the scenes, besides rich actually yeah so that'll all be up by let's say friday of this week so friday 20 wait were you not in the 23rd friday the 23rd oh sorry i'm sorry friday the 23rd that's when all the videos will be up so subscribe by then or afterwards you can still see it if you subscribe afterwards awesome wait anna were you not in the scene where like it was like in that remember when we filmed it inside of like somebody's house on the crescents and mm-hmm. like it was like oh that was a you're thinking a different, of a different one but oh, that was I a different one. I don't yeah. think I was there that's but that will be up too okay wait, uh, wait let's just end the podcast though right <laughs> okay I'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apologize. Okay. no thank you so much for coming Rosie, on Rosie so it much. was a delight OCD right. awareness month are you now you're aware that you have OCD that's great <laughs> thank you you're welcome. Thank you. So Congratulate welcome. me. Congratulations. Um. Congratulations. You have OCD. Okay, cool. It's not as much fun as bipolar disorder, but... <laughs> well, yeah, we'll it see really you. isn't. It, well, different. It's it, different. They seem different. They Yours do. seems worse, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I we'll just work love consistent. you guys. I love you, too. And Bye. Bye. No, we'll and see everyone... Sorry, Rosie. Well, I just oh wanted to say thank you. That's all. I love you. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for Thanks. coming Thank on. you. Um, and we'll see everyone next week with a surprise OCD awareness month. episode. Yep. Episode. Subscribe to, or to find to find out. No, also, email us by polarbycoast.gmail.com. Okay, please do. Yeah, we, we're looking bye. to do um, an bye. episode where we talk bye. about some topics that we got emails. So please. Bye. 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 If you liked what you heard and want more, you can get at least two bonus episodes every month for just $5 by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash bipolarbicoastal. 
or you can email us any questions, comments, or concerns you might have at bipolarbicoastal at gmail.com. Your emails are truly the highlight of our week. You can find us at facebook.com slash bipolarbicoastal or on Instagram at bipolarbicoastal. Thank you to Mia Thoreau, who did our show art, Hannah Dorfman, who does our music, and Evie Davis, who did our portraits. Goodbye! Goodbye! Yeah, um, that's what I thought. <laughs>